Right now we are in chapter 4. This chapter 4 is where the temptation in the wilderness occurred after Jesus Christ was baptized. Chapter 4 verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended he afterward hungered. And the devil said Unto him, if thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Now you can see the temptation. The devil tempted people to make them either doubt God, make them doubt their faith, or to doubt itself is an, is an, is an offense. Also. So that's why he was throwing it. If you think the devil didn't believe that he was the Son of God, or he was just checking it out, he was trying to cast doubt into the man that is. So people that are born again, they will try to say, well, if you are really born again, you shouldn't be doing that. And making people want to doubt their salvation. No, don't doubt your salvation. Believe the word of God. Say, if you shall confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and confess with your mouth that God has raised from the doubt shall be saved. And when the Lord come upon you and you are saved, you feel it in yourself that you are saved. A peace come to you. And you are a new creature of Christ Jesus. But they, they will try to trick you to do offense. Ah, I can't say you are saved. He's trying to cast doubt. You are not to doubt, you are to believe. Stand firm to the end. So that was the same type of temptation. They will try to come back over and over again to our Lord Jesus If, if, if. And Jesus Christ defeated him by what was written in the scriptures. That's what we also must all remember, always remember. We can only defeat the devil by quoting the scriptures that God has said, God has said, God has said. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that by every word of God. So that more or less corrected the devil to say, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. He was saying, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to become bread. Almost like, show me your power. Show that you have this power. Show that you demonstrate this thing to us, that you are really the son of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to do what the devil wanted. So that is the first thing. We are not to do what the devil wanted. Whatever he suggesting, we don't have to do, we are not to do it. And then just say, no, it's not the answer. He simply give the word of God that make him to say, I won't do it. And that is the word which you also use. Use the word of God and just say, no. Somebody say, come and have sex. Don't just say, no. You quote the word of God. That word of God you speak is a sword against the demon that is trying to make the fellow call you to sex. Like somebody say, a woman just say, come and have sex with me. When you are a believer in Christ, just, just say no. Just say, it is written. That will be adultery. And that shall not commit adultery. When you say that, you are not only dealing with the woman that is proposing it, you are dealing with the satanic spirit that is behind the mind of the woman. That satanic spirit will smitten and this devil run off. And the woman will suddenly be ashamed. That is the word of God that conquers the devil more faster than our saying no and using our own words. Just can give us the example, it is written. 
Verse 5 says, And the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Now this temptation here, people are falling upon that. Look, the logic did not even try to debate him and say, No, you don't have it. He said, all is delivered to him. Satan said, all these things is delivered to him. Who delivered to him? Not God. Adam lost it and Satan grabbed it. He should stop it. So now, Jesus Christ did not debate that. And, oh, no, no, no. He just told him what the Bible said. Because what was he asking for? Come and worship me and I will give it to you. It's what he was saying. And Jesus Christ just answered that. He Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. He was saying, Worship me. You have to worship only the Lord thy God. And that is what the devil doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want to worship God. They will have to think again. Verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, the devil also will quote some Bible verse, but he's going to twist the Bible verse he's quoting. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. So we say, how is the devil twisting the word of God there? He skips some things. He says, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. The Bible says, to keep you in all your ways. So he left that part off. So he said, and in their hand they shall bear thee up, lest thou any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. No, so. But see, the Lord Christ is smarter than him. Because if the angels are keeping you on your way, they won't let you go and be standing on top of the, of the, of the mountain. No, sir. And he said, he brought him to the pinnacle of the temple. And he said, well, they will keep you. You just jump down, let's see. And what Jesus Christ answered him, with another, it is written. Verse 12, and Jesus answered said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when we remember the word of God, that's why we have to know the word of God. Memorize some Bible verses. So they come to your mouth. And then you say it out. When you say it out, the temptation could come from the mind, from the outside air, from the devil from the outside to the mind. Then you say it to the mind also. What is written? The devil can come through friends, strangers, co-workers to speak to your hearing physically what the devil wanted you to do, which is temptation like this. Then you say it to those friends also. Or to those co-workers also, what is written. You are not dealing with the friends or co-workers. You are dealing with the spirit, Satan's spirit that put it in their mouth to say it. And the devil will run off when you say it is written, what God said. And the people that are trying to suggest it to you will feel ashamed. You see, that is why it is the word of God, it is written that we speak. It's more powerful than trying to just argue, debate, argue with them on your physical vocabulary. But you say what the Bible said. And the devil, you are dealing with spirits rather than the physical man. Verse 13. And when the devil has ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. The devil will come again. That's what he used to. He will try again some other time. But he left this time. Verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ was raised in Nazareth. 
according to the other story, they actually they went to Egypt. I think it was Matthew that reported that, that when Aaron wanted to find out that the baby that was the, the, the Magi's from the east that came to say, where is the baby that was born? They want to come and worship him. Aaron said, come back and tell me where you find the baby so I can go worship him too. But when the Magi's got there, the angel of God told them not to go back to Herod. And they went on their way to Herod. And the angel told Joseph to take Mary and the baby and flee to Egypt until the death of Herod. And Herod tried to kill all the two-year-old and under that were in Bethlehem and everywhere around Bethlehem. But the baby Jesus already gone to Egypt. Now, when they were coming back from Egypt, after the angel told them that take the child right now back to Israel, they are dead that were seeking his life when Herod was dead. But uh, the son of Herod became king, so they said, well, gee, uh, the son of Herod is another king, so they thought maybe he could, he could still be trying to pursue what his father was trying to do. So they, they didn't go back to Judea, they went to Nazareth, and stayed in Nazareth, so that they, nobody knew who they were. Okay, that was how it was reported then by Matthew. Now, so Jesus Christ was raised in Nazareth by Joseph and Mary, and Joseph was a carpenter. So he was there from Nazareth, he would go to the temple and come back and so on. So they already knew him, so all this time he was in Nazareth, he would go to the temple, to the North Temple, he would go to the synagogue in Nazareth, and that was where they have a custom to give these young men to, to read the scriptures. You know, people try to, to groom the young men in their midst to become readers of the scriptures or to even talk. So, so it was like a custom for him. And you know, Jesus Christ was, like, was in their midst all through the time until he went to start the ministry, and he went to be baptized. From Nazareth, he went to be baptized. And then from there, he went for 40 days, maybe 40 days, 50 days. So he was still like, still fresh Nazareth citizen also. Because just 40 days is like two months. So we have not been seeing you for two months or three months. And then you came back, you are now preaching also. But before that, he would have come to the synagogue and just read you are not the only one reading, perhaps there are other young men that they will say, you read this time, you read that time. Okay, but now he came this time, we have not seen you for so three months, oh, Jesus. So they say, read for us. So he came, but now he has a new mission. He's not going to tell him who he really is. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, it was... You won't find any book in this way. Read this book as any part you like or read this section. And he went and opened the section that he wants. He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now that was where he stopped because that prophecy continued and continued and continued. But the one that pertained to what he was doing right now is what he mentioned. Deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, liberty to them that are bruised, to preach the gospel to the poor. Verse 20, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. Now he was going to talk because sometimes the young men teach today. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fasting on him. 
And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, that he was telling them something they didn't expect because he's now trying to say he's, he's the one. Also, because he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said, This, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. That means the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, not just reading it from what Isaiah wrote. Because when they read this one, they think they are talking about Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Isaiah. Also, and to do this, to do that. But now, if you now say, The Spirit of the Lord is upon you that is reading it, well, that's new. And you are the one that's going to do these things, gospel to the poor, heal the broken out there, deliverance to the captives, the confidence to the blind, liberty to them that are bruised, with the acceptable year of the Lord. All the people that have been reading it all along never saying that they are the one going to fulfill that. But he's now saying now from this time that he is fulfilling this one. So that's why they begin to question this now. And all bear him witness and wonder at the gracious word which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said, Well, is Joseph the capital? Is that his son? He's now saying he's going to do this. Verse 23, Lord continues to say, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have had done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Now, Nazareth was his country. Kapala was another city where he had started doing something in Kapalam, and people could have heard that he cast a devil out of a person in the synagogue in Kapalam, and he healed a lot of people in the, in the house of Simon, the, Simon Peter, where he, he healed his, the, the mother-in-law of Simon. People gathered in the doors, and he began to heal them up. So that news could have come to Nazareth. Now he came to Nazareth his own town. And he said, you could have heard that. You'd be saying to me that, do the same thing over here. I said, but no prophet, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Verse 25 said, but I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta. A city of Sidon unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, Elisha, the prophet. And none of them was clean, saving Naaman the Syrian. What was the Lord pointing out? That? He's telling them that these people were getting miracles from God, and these people and the people that were getting miracles from God were not Israelites. They were strangers from Syria, strangers from Sidon. And you, where the prophet was living, you are not getting it. Because you are not accepting the prophet that you, the way you should accept him. That's why I said no prophet is accepted in his own country. So it's almost like saying God is forsaking you guys and ministering to foreigners. And they are that going to get them angry. Now verse 28 is their response. And all day in the synagogue when they heard these things were filled with wrath. Why do why are they angry? Because he's challenging them that, look, God is forsaking you guys if you guys are not accepting the prophet. So they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him onto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they might cast him down headlong. They wanted to kill him right there. The mob action said, well, you are telling us that God is forsaking Israel. We are the people of God. I said, well, you are not doing what God said. Without their cells. So that was why they were full of fraud and they wanted to kill him right there and then. But that said, but he passing through the midst of them went his way. That he just grabbed himself from them and blinded their eyes. 
So they were looking for him. Just went through the, the midst of them. Verse 31 says, And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Now, Capernaum was not where he was raised, so they are, it was just like a, a new command in Capernaum and these signs and wonders in, in the synagogue. People were running after to come and let him heal them. Whereas the place where they have known him grown up all through his years, they know his father, he was carpenter's man, and he was the carpenter after Joseph Pass had died, and he was now the current carpenter until he was in 30. So they know him until two months ago, or three months ago. He was the carpenter until three months ago. Now he came and said, he's this and he's that. So they were mad at what he was saying now, and they wanted to get, kill him right there and there. That is how God works many times. That's why he said a prophet is not accepted in his own country. Because of this too much familiarity, people can miss out on God. Don't be too familiar with God. That can make somebody even lose great uh, promises of God. Verse 33. And in the synagogue that's now in Capernaum, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil that cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. That was his, a demon speaking through the mouth of this man that was in the synagogue. So the man possessed by a demon in the synagogue, and people just felt he was just okay. They didn't know anything until Jesus Christ was preaching, and that devil can't bear it anymore. That they would just speak out and interrupt Jesus. This wild things he was saying, let us know what have you to do with it. Thou Jesus of Nazareth, thou come to destroy us. Destroy who? The devils. I know thee who thou art, the only one of God. But the Lord Jesus Christ recognized who was speaking, not the man, but the devil inside him. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him into the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits and they come out. And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Now that was the miracle that bring that first brought uh, popularity. Verse 38. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. That is Simon Peter now. Those have started following him by this time. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. Verse 29. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. So that was the, another miracle that the Lord Jesus Christ did in the house of Simon Peter. Now, verse 40. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases, Brought them unto him. But the sun was setting the synagogue on the, the Sabbath day. But Sabbath day is going to evening time, 6 p.m. The sun was setting. So people waited for the Sabbath to pass. Then they begin to rush. We better get this sick boy. So this boy, man, they say he's in the house of Simon Peter. So they all ran there with their sick. Verse 40 said, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. 
Verse 41 And devils also came out of many, crying out, saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. But they knew that he was Christ. So the Lord just shut them out and said, Shut up, come out of him, so that they don't confuse the people. Because the devil may, may proclaim that you are Christ, but he's going to look for a way to twist it in the mind of people and say, Well, almost like the, the, the woman that was there. Uh, the lady that was following Apostle Paul in Acts of Apostles, I think it was in, uh, in Philippi, he said the devil, the, the, divinity, the spirit of divinity was on that little girl, and she was everybody listen. These are the servants of the Most High God that are telling us the way of salvation. People thought it was calling attention to Paul and his team. No, it was calling attention to herself, because that was her trade. She tell them fortune, and they give her money. So if she could tell the people that, look, these people are this, they will say, well, so surely she's seen things also. That's confirming her that she's seen things that they can get more customers. So the devil was trying to fool anybody, but it doesn't fool the apostles. Apostle Paul cast that devil out, and the devil, the woman, the girl cannot, cannot hear anything, can see, cannot see anything anymore, couldn't, couldn't do the divination for them anymore. That was what made them arrest Apostle Paul and put them in jail, Paul and Silas. Okay, we are now in verse 41. That devils came out and Christ was rebuking them not to speak. Verse 42. And when it was day, he departed and went to a desert place. And the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. I mean, say, stay with us eh, so that you'll be like uh, open an hospital here for us. <laughs> and he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. That was the end of chapter 4. And the Lord Jesus Christ was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Making, healing the sick and doing all those, casting the devils out. In every synagogue, they, they wanted him to just stay in Capernaum with us. There are many sick people here. Just stay here, we just open a shop here. No, I have to go to other cities and preach over there too. So he was preaching from city to city, all in Galilee. Then occasionally he would go to Judea. Judea is another section of the Palestine. So, but this is the beginning of the mighty signs and wonders of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was already rejected in Nazareth. According to Luke, it was Nazareth that they wanted to kill him. But he moved out of Nazareth and went to Capernaum. But you go to the other stories, it looked like this story of the miracle in Capernaum will happen before even we went back to Nazareth. That because you can see in the book of Luke that we have even really said that he said, do hear what we heard you did in, in, in Capernaum. No, that was what he said in, in chapter, chapter 4 of verse 23. Surely you will see unto me this proverb, Physician heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. So which means the story that Luke put later in, later in this chapter 4 was already in earlier on in chapter before, before the Nazareth sin, Luke should have put that one before the Nazareth sin because it was uh, what he did in Capernaum that people were all flocking to be healed in Capernaum, which happened from the time he was in synagogue. That could have been earlier than the story of Nazareth that Luke put in the same chapter, but he put one before the other. He should have put that, that, that Capernaum story before Nazareth because that would have fitted properly. In that story, they say, what we have had you done in Capernaum, do it here also in your own country. 
and said, but you, uh, you guys are not accepting the prophet. And when he told them what happened in the days of Elijah and Elisha, Elisha, they wanted to kill him just for saying that, just for trying to say God is going to go for the, for the foreigners if you guys are not accepting prophets. And they wanted to kill him for that. But see, that was really the story. If you don't accept the prophet that are sent to you, God will let other people accept the prophets. And I just pray that we are not going to miss the day of our visitation also. God bless you. This will be the end of chapter 4. We will continue this in chapter 5. God bless you.